Hello. Hello, everybody. It's an honor to be here, and it's my pleasure today to interview Hannah McClelland. A little bit about her. Uh, she's a lifelong Amazonian. Uh, she was one of the persons who played a pivotal role in scaling the subscribe and save program that I'm pretty sure some of us use every single month. And right now she is vice president of uh, the Amazon inbound transportation, basically the service that helps vendors and sellers inbound into the Amazon warehouses. She's also the VP of um, vendor returns, e-commerce and sustainability. And she's also the VP of Amazon Freight. Amazon Freight is basically the service by which Amazon is servicing B2B customers when they need to move their freight, aka CEO of Amazon Freight. <laughs> Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. And before we start, I do have a confession to make. She's my boss. <laughs> so it's, it's kind, I'm kind of in a, between a rock and a hard place because if I make it too easy, she's going to be happy and you guys are going to be very unhappy. If I go too hard, you guys are going to be very happy and I'm going to be fired. So let's see if we can find that balance uh, of good insights about Amazon. So, Hannah, uh, 11 years at Amazon, have you ever seen the level of volatility that we have experienced in freight in these last few years? It's, yeah, it's been a bumpy ride. Uh, and I think, I, you know, I tend to think of problems um, in two camps. So, is this a problem I can fix by making it go away? Uh, or is this a problem I can fix by figuring out how to cohabitate with it more effectively? Uh, and I think a lot of the stuff I heard Dan, I was just off stage and during Dan's talk around volatility and totally plus one to, to everything he said. I think uh, for us at Amazon, it has been about cohabitating with the volatility, um, not just in transportation, but, you know, across the board. Uh, and so, you know, to, to touch on, I guess, a few of the things um, that might be relevant to, to this audience in, in transportation and logistics. So we, we too realized uh, several years ago that uh, it, given the volatility in the market, we, we learned the hard way, I guess I should say, that we just couldn't rely on third-party carriers alone to be able to flex up and down with us when those when those waves came, um, which is nothing against our third-party carrier partners. We, we love them and, and we have great great relationships there. But um, but we did have to make you know at the time what felt like a bold decision to uh, become an asset-based asset-light carrier uh, and invest in our our first uh, I guess you know tranche of of Amazon branded trailers um, to try and and get more flexibility and, and be more nimble um, in in those uh, in the those times. And that just, you know, it gave us a nice foundational base we knew we could count on. Um, and it, it allowed us to tap into a, a market of owner operators uh, in a way that we'd never been able to before. Uh, and, and I think that was, it was a turning point for us as a, as a company in, in terms of how we supported our middle mile logistics. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was, that was one, uh, one big investment. And when, when you said investing in assets, you meant trailers, right? Correct. How many trailers do we own? We own 40,000 trailers right now, which is probably why you see a lot of them rolling down the highway, uh, sharing the road with you. So, um, yeah. And that, again, like that was, it was a big investment for us. And I, and I think it's, it's certainly paid off in spades. We've, we've learned a lot of lessons along the way. Um, but being able to connect directly to carrier partners, um, and I'd love to, to talk about that, uh, either now or at the booth later, um, has been a, you know, a big value proposition and, and, and I think enabling us to flex as we need to and, and, and lean on our, our carrier partners partners, our third-party carrier partners, um, uh, uh, 
more sustainably um, than maybe we could uh, when they were our, our lifeline. Cool. Excellent. And then, you know, I think beyond that, um, I would also point to uh, how we've thought about ship mode selection. So when I first started in transportation, you know, we use trains and we use LTL and parcel and truckload. Um, but if you were to look at a map and look at our lanes, it was all very static. Like this lane is a truckload lane and this lane is LTL and, you know, this region's all parcel. Uh, and so while we might choose between carriers uh, at any given time to optimize for cost, we weren't really optimizing by ship mode. And, and COVID definitely, I think, pushed us um, as truckload capacity was so squeezed. Uh, we had to lean more heavily on our rail partners and, and therefore it kind of forced us into figuring out how to make rail work better for Amazon, uh, which was a good thing. And, and I think it, you know, it certainly comes with a, a speed trade-off. Um, but when, when it's man managed, I think, purposely and, and, and carefully and certainly with good intermodal carrier partners that are willing to think big with us and think creatively, um, that's been another big lever that we've been able to pull to bring more capacity into our supply chain um, in, 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 in a ways that we hadn't previously uh, leveraged as much. So, so that's one. And then, you know, lastly, I think in terms of, of managing the volatility, um, I would point to pricing. Uh, and so whether you're a shipper or a carrier, like one place we all felt the volatility, I think, is in pricing. Uh, and, and, and whether, you know, whether we're paying prices that are too high or setting prices that are too low. Um, and so at Amazon, you know, learning to be more nimble and uh, in both predicting the inputs to our prices uh, and our costs and, and then uh, consistently, you know, uh, refreshing that um, much more quickly than we had in the past has been a, a, a big move, uh, I guess, lever that we've had to pull to, to keep up with the volatility. Um, and so just really reallocated a lot of data science and tech resources um, into pricing and into cost prediction and, and, you know, doing our best, right? We can't, you can't predict um, with perfect precision, but we could do a lot better than we were doing at predicting the inputs to our costs, which of course then drive our price uh, on the freight side. So, um, so I think collectively through becoming an asset light carrier um, and then kind of investing technically in strategic parts of our supply chain in terms of ship mode optimization and, and pricing and prediction, um, we're trying to stay afloat. Great. Um, I've noticed that you haven't used the F word. The F word? Uh, yeah. This F is, F this is Amazon, Antonio, not Mad Gains Live. <laughs> F for fuel. Oh, fuel. And rising costs. Got it. Yeah. Um, fuel. All right. What do you want to know about fuel? The technology that we use to hedge ourselves. I wish I had a great answer for that. Uh, so, you know, at fuel, I like to say fuel is kind of an equal opportunity pain point and, and Amazon's not immune to it. I wish we were. Um, and so uh, we, you know, we've been biting the bullet along with, with everybody in, in terms of not only trucking fuel, but the fuel in our, uh, in our airplanes. And, uh, and, and that's been tough. Um, and, and so we tend to think like, I can't control what I can't control. So let's focus on the things that we can. Um, and, and so big ways I think we've tried to tackle pricing. Number one, I'll, I'll call out tech, or excuse me, cost management, I'll call out tech again, um, is just relentlessly obsessing over our route planning algorithms and trying to get as much waste out of that system as possible, especially being an asset owner now and making sure we want those trailers moving and loaded as, as much as we can. Um, so that's been a big area of investment for us in, in terms of pricing. Um, I'll hit ship modes again. Obviously, uh, intermodal has, has become a big um, kind of cost lever for us in improving our core cost structure. Uh, and, and then for, you know, 
know, for shippers that are kind of plugging into that network through Amazon Freight, um, we have uh, a couple of things we've done there to try and offset um, pricing pressures that we know they're feeling. So um, number one is, I think, transparency is probably what I'd call it. So historically, uh, you know, Amazon has had kind of a lengthy history in trying to be very transparent with its customers. Uh, and, you know, back in the day when we first launched customer reviews on the website, uh, people said we were crazy, especially our vendors, you know, and they're like, why would you put negative information by a product? Are you trying to sell this product or not? Uh, and we felt like the, you know, kind of long-term loyalty and, and kind of customer trust that we earned by doing that would, would more than offset whatever short-term sales we lost. And so when we built the interface and the, uh, uh, for how to, um, how to allow shippers on Amazon Freight to book loads with us, we kind of carried that same torch of, hey, we know all too well what the levers are that, uh, that increase and reduce our costs. So we like the idea of sharing those levers with our shippers, giving them the opportunity to make adjustments, whether that's in their pickup day or their planning window width. Uh, and so where they're able to be more flexible with us, then we can give them access to better rates and, and show them that. Uh, and, and so we just, you know, we like the idea of sharing and empowering our shippers to help us lower our costs um, so that we can pass that back to them. So that's a, it's a cool part of our interface that you'll see. Um, and then lastly, you know, Amazon, I think we have a number of ways that we try to support small businesses, uh, you know, across the board, whether that's helping them sell on our e-commerce platform or providing cloud computing services through AWS um, and a number of logistics services. And so, um, uh, and whenever we can, we love to bundle those things together, you know, package deal and, and really try to save, uh, save our customers money. And um, so a recent example of that in Amazon Freight that I thought was kind of cool, um, we partnered with the uh, Amazon Small Business uh, American Express credit card, um, and we're able to make uh, Amazon Freight a key rewards category on it, such that um, any shipper who books a load with Amazon Freight using the small business credit card uh, can earn anywhere from three to five percent back on that load, and and that's on top of you know already low prices. So, um, so that's been uh, it's gotten a lot of uh, of good feedback from customers and and good coverage. Thank you, Freight Waves. Um, so definitely, if you're a, if you're a small business, uh, check that out. Not only for the sake of Freight, it's just a good credit card. Excellent, thank you. And changing gears, uh, there's a big topic since COVID, which has been the big resignation. Today, we've seen a few demos of how you can find drivers, how you can uh, find more workforce. What is Amazon doing to retain talent? Yeah, I, you know, again, um, I think labor shortage, equal opportunity, pain point. Uh, and, and we felt it across uh, all aspects of, of Amazon, not just in trucking, but in our buildings. Um, and I think we've probably pulled a couple levers, but, you know, one that's interesting to think about um, is we realized early on we weren't the only ones dealing with this problem. And, and as you know, like if your shippers are also short on labor, then then their problems can quickly become your problems if you're sending trucks to pick things up and the load's not ready because they didn't have any dock clerks that day. Uh, and so it, it started to cause us to think, well, how can we, you know, we don't want to just try to fill the jobs that we have open. Like, how should we look at our resourcing decisions um, and how can we help our shippers uh, so that, you know, we're in, in, in indirectly also helping ourselves. And um, so we just found a lot of opportunity in our shipper support group, um, both in terms of just the flat out number of people we had working there um, 
and the caliber of decision-making they were making, um, but also in the tech that we used to facilitate communication with shippers and, and, and disruption management. Um, so we made a lot of investments there to try and ensure that, you know, we were right there at the ready to help shippers when they needed help. And um, as you know, like a lot of people got into some pretty big pickles in terms of the amount of freight that was stacked up on their dock. And, and so we needed to empower our customer service associates to go above and beyond and like really get in there and work with shippers to get those docks cleared so we could get back to normal operations. Um, so that was sort of a, if there's a silver lining, and I think, you know, there are many silver linings to COVID, that's probably one of them is it really upped our game and shipper support. Um, and then lastly, you know, we, uh, obviously we, we need drivers, everybody needs drivers. And so we, we took some inspiration from our friends over in the last mile organization at Amazon. That's, um, if you've seen the vans driving around your neighborhood, delivering packages, that's our last mile team. And they have a cool program that helps entrepreneurs kind of get into being a delivery service provider. And so we thought like, why can't we do that in middle mile? Uh, and so that was the inspiration for something we call the Amazon freight partner program, um, which is, uh, it's an opportunity for entrepreneurs to, you know, essentially get into trucking and, and start their own, you know, owner operator carrier, uh, uh, business. Um, and, and, you know, that helps, you know, not only get drivers to drive for Amazon, but just get more drivers to drive period. And, and that was our kind of overarching goal with that. So super cool program. Um, we help them get, you know, access to great financing to buy a tractor, access to good insurance rates. Um, we help them advertise for their, you know, open driver positions. We basically just gave them our playbook for onboarding a driver so they can, you know, get them up and trained and, and driving as quickly as possible. Um, and then most importantly, we thought like, how can we offer driver-friendly freight so that drivers want to drive for Amazon Freight Partners. And, uh, and our definition of that was, you know, it's, it's consistent. You know, you can count on it week in and week out. Um, we like to prioritize kind of closed loop tours to get you home at night. So we've built our algorithms to optimize that, you know, even when it might not be the absolute cheapest route. Um, and then, you know, thinking a lot about drop and hook freight so you're not spending time waiting. Um, so if you're in the AFP program, you really do, like you have our most attractive loads and our most consistent volume. So it's a, it's a really neat opportunity. So those are probably two things I'd call out for labor shortage. Excellent. We've got one minute left um, and one minute of shameless promotion. We've got shippers here. We've got carriers. We've got integrators. Why would they like to work with Amazon Freight? Sure. Uh, well, I mean, hey, I want to say thanks to FreightWaves for, for giving us this opportunity. We're so excited to just have a bigger presence in the in the freight space. And I've, I've loved getting to know all of you, I think. Um, and I think our arrival really is good news for, for everybody. And here's why. Uh, if you're a carrier, like I just said, we are always looking for more carrier partners. Uh, and I like to think that, you know, we're a good company to, to drive for. So definitely go to relay.amazon.com and check out that opportunity. If you are uh, one of the many uh, software companies here. We want to integrate with you. Uh, so please come by our booth and learn more about uh, some of the integrations we've already done and, and feedback we've gotten from shippers and, uh, and TMS providers about the benefits of having Amazon in your ecosystem. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, by all means, check out Amazon Freight Partner. Uh, and last but not least, if you are a shipper, we just want to be your friend. Uh, and I think we can be a pretty good friend. We, you know, we... Uh, we, I should, you know, be honest and say at this stage in our journey, we are not everywhere and we're not going to be um, competitive in every lane in the country. Uh, we are built on the backbone of Amazon. And when your loads complement that, um, we've got a great deal for you. And I think it's, you know, it's worth uh, seeing where we overlap and seeing where we could work together because it's, it's going to be hard to find a carrier that's more committed to just customer obsessed performance and low cost and kind of sustainable uh, earth friendly operations than Amazon. So, Please come meet us. Yeah, 
classic long-term thinking of Amazon. We've got free mugs in our booth and come over to meet Hannah. Thank you so much, Hannah. You.